ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what I'm going to talk about is we're actually going to take a trip down memory lane, go back a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about down south, more specifically, what it was like for a young black boy to grow up down south. Um, now, I'm speaking of myself. Um, if you're not familiar, I am um, grew up in the um, state of South Carolina. Um, at the time of this recording, I'm 50. So I'm older than a lot of you who are listening. Uh, but that's beside the point. But um, how I came to this, I was actually, I went back and um, I was listening to an episode uh, that I did a couple of months ago for Father's Day. Uh, it was me, uh, Baylor the Great, shout out to BTG, and Uncle Dolomite uh, from the Too Much Game podcast. And um, we were talking about fatherhood, and I, I made mention of, um, you know, just how I was growing up down south. And they both kind of said at the same time, like, yo, you were lucky. Like, you know, you grew up in an environment that was conducive to you being a kid. And if you're not familiar with Dolomite and uh, Baylor, both of them grew up, Baylor grew up in L.A., uh, Dolomite in Compton. And so, you know, vastly different from Florence, South Carolina, where I grew up. And um, so it got me to thinking about, you know, just kind of going into a little bit more detail um, in the trip down memory lane as to, you know, what I experienced uh, as a young black boy growing up in the South. Now, I'll, I'll be first to admit, like, I'm not, I wasn't born in South Carolina. I was born in New Jersey. And we moved, to, we moved to South Carolina when I was three. But um, that's where I grew up. And uh, Florence is my hometown. Um, and I stayed there until I was, um, until I went to college at South Carolina State University. Uh, and then once I graduated from there, I never, <laughs> never moved back home. Um, of course, moved to Atlanta and I've been in Atlanta since then. Um, but let's talk about like, kind of like where it started. Um, my formative, my, my early years, um, the early years were really, really memorable. A lot of fun. Um, as a young black boy, I think one of the first things I can tell you about growing up in Florence was, um, I didn't grow up around a lot of white people. Um, in fact, I, <laughs> I don't think, well, I did have some white neighbors in one neighborhood, but for the most part, I, I didn't grow up around, I mean, like, I would see white people at school, and I had, you know, friends that were white, um, not a lot, but, you know, a couple, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, it was just, I, I stayed in a black area, and when we moved, we moved to another black area. We moved again. We moved to another black area, and I'll explain in just a second. But um, no, I didn't grow up around white people, so um, my experiences were always with my people. So it was, it was cool. But you know, that's, I guess, looking back on it, it's probably more of a 
anomaly anomaly um than it is anything else because i think if i had grown up in i don't know mississippi <laughs> i probably would have had a different experience actually if i'd grown up in a different part of, of south carolina i probably would have had a different experience um but no i just where i grew up uh and there <laughs> and, and don't get it twisted there were white people in florence we just i just didn't grow up around them and there were none in my neighborhood um well, the first neighborhood we lived in, um, <laughs> it's funny because it's actually called The Projects. Now, it ain't, and I mentioned this before in another podcast, and it's worth repeating. When I say projects, it ain't Cabrini Green. <clears throat> it ain't, you know, the Nickerson Gardens. It ain't Jordan Downs. It ain't uh, Queensbridge. It's just these two-level... Uh, apartments and you know the buildings kind of go side by side or what have you um but it's not you know it's it's not uh <laughs> it's not projects as you might think but it was a place called mount zion apartments and uh they still they they're the apartments are still there and um i mean i had so much fun i lived there from i lived there probably from three until i was in the fourth grade i don't know how old you are in the fourth grade so anyway um yeah that's where we lived and it was it was a lot of fun because one um in the building where we lived you know you knew the people and then like the next building over um my aunt lived there my grandmother um before she passed away in 79 um my uncle um so we had family there my cousin and so, like, you didn't have to go far to to be around family. And I remember, like, if my mom and dad were going somewhere, they take me, and then my brother, my younger brother, they take us over to my grandma. And my so my grandmother literally lived like <clears throat> twenty feet away. <laughs> so, um, you know, if she wanted to, if we spent the night or baby, if she babysat us or something like that. Uh, so that was cool. But um, you know, Mount Zion was pretty much what they call low-income housing. Um, I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth, Miss Hawkins. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was uh, it was, it was cool, man. The buildings, they were spread out, and then there were some buildings behind. And then right behind our building was this huge grass field. And when I tell you, uh, that grass field became, it was my you know, it, it was my playground. It was my soldier field. It was my LA Coliseum. It was my giant stadium. It was whatever field I wanted it to be because that's where we played football. We played baseball there. Um, the grass pretty much was always cut. I can remember the grass being cut. Um, but, uh, you know, that's where we played at. There was a playground adjacent to the field, but you know, there was a swing and, you know, uh, the little merry-go-round that you get on and spin around until you throw up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the one game I remember playing a lot, obviously, was football, as many of you know. Maybe you don't know. Um, I played organized football. at the, I started playing organized football at the age of eight and then subsequently up to high school and then in college at South Carolina State University. So, you know, that's where that's where the love for football came on that field. Um, 
but we played all kind of games, you know, hide and go seek. Uh, oh man, what, what we, we, we played. Okay. <laughs> we play, and I think we made this game up. We played this game called roly poly. <laughs> no laugh. Roly poly was a, a version of a baseball game. So basically what you would do is you would, um, <clears throat> if I was up to bat, you pitch me the ball, I hit the ball and then, I'd run to first base. So you had to, you know, your first base, second base, third base. I'd run to first base. So once I got on first base, then the next person, you know, would try to, you, they could try to get you out, basically. The pitcher could try to get you out. So the pitcher had to, if the pitcher didn't want to pitch to you and they wanted to get you out before even throwing a pitch, you'd have to put the bat down on the plate and they'd have to roll the ball <laughs> to the bat. If the ball rolls and it hits the bat, you're automatically out. So, you know, if, if somebody's a great hitter, you don't get a chance to actually bat because if they roll the ball and it hits the bat, then you're out. Uh, and that's how we play. And I, again, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny when I think about it. I don't even know. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this game or how it's played. But yeah, we used to call it roly poly and we played it. We played it in the grass, but. It was really, really effective in the street too, because you know you you're rolling the ball, and it's a tennis ball, not a baseball. You're rolling the ball on gravel, so the ball's gonna move. Same for the grass. So you you know if somebody big or somebody tall was coming up to bat and you wanted to get them out, you would try to roll it and hit the bat. But you know if you didn't, they got a chance to bat and they got a chance to knock in some runs. Um, but like I said, hide and go seek. Uh, we played roly poly. We played some of, I mean, like every game you could probably think of. Um, I remember distinctly one football game. Um, I was I was running the ball, and <laughs> you know when you're in the, I, I can't even really call it the hood, but let's for sake of, for lack of a better term in the hood, when you're in the hood, you have to make up your own boundaries. So out of bounds was the clothesline because, you know, you know, in projects, you got your clothesline where people hang up the clothes after they wash the clothes. Right. So out of bounds was the, the clothesline. So I had a ran a kickoff return and I was running the ball and I got out of bounds and somebody, this dude tackled me. And when he tackled me, my head hit the ground and my head just so happened to hit a where a pipe was slightly sticking up out of the ground. I didn't notice and he didn't notice either. But when my head hit the ground, it hit the pipe. And when it hit the pipe, the pipe opened up a gash across my forehead. Um, probably about as long as your fingernail, but you know, I was probably about nine or 10. And so I was bleeding and, you know, blood coming down and still on my face. And, you know, the kids, Ooh, he's bleeding, you know? So, I had to go to the hospital. Um, and that was actually the second time I went to the hospital. The, the first time I went to the hospital, uh, my cousin Tanya uh, came in town. Shout out to Tanya. She was she came in town from Columbia. And Tanya, me and Tanya and Tanya's sister, Ejola, all of us were outside playing. And we had an aluminum bat. And we were just swinging the bat, swinging the bat. And Ejola was swinging the bat. Ejola and I are the same age. And Tanya's two years older than us, I think. And so Tanya got the bat and Tanya was swinging the bat, but she was swinging and she was turning around in a circle. And as she was turning around in a circle, I did not see her turning around. 
and the bat hit me for those of you watching on youtube hit me right here within inches of my left eye in fact if you zoom in really close <laughs> you can actually see the scar still on uh, near my eye i probably at the time didn't know the severity of that but um went to the hospital bleeding um they gave me a little stitch or whatever like that but i mean like it's literally a half an inch from my eye my eyeball um and it hurt <laughs> i remember crying and the time time he was crying she was like, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry cousin but um but yeah that was a uh yeah one of two times that i got sent to the hospital uh playing sports but i mean we hung out with our friends um in the projects, I mean, particularly, I love the summertime because in the summertime, you stayed outside all day. You literally stayed outside all day because you didn't want to come inside. Because if you came inside, they probably make you stay inside. So um, I'd either go to my friend's house or for lunch or something like that. Or we'd walk to the store. Uh, there was a store. <laughs> there was a store like, I don't know, let, let's just call it a, two blocks away. And the store is called, and, and I think it's still called this to this day. The store is called the four-way stop. Don't laugh. It's called the four-way stop because at the time that the store was created, it was at an intersection where there was no lights. So it was a four-way stop. So traffic was going four different ways. And so that was the name of the store, the four-way stop. And the the store is just a hood convenience store um the the surprisingly the store is still there and uh i think it's still called the four-way stop um but yeah uh the projects was cool man it was cool made a lot of friends um i i, I had a ball i mean like every day was an adventure and again these are people who you know in theory, we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, this was low income housing. I think the rent was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so, um, and I remember like, I ain't gonna say his name, uh, <laughs> but this dude, this one dude, like you didn't want to go to his house cause he, in his house you know, his apartment, man, they had roaches so bad. I mean like, and you know, it in the projects, it don't take much for you to have roaches. Um, but like if you had roaches you would have them bad uh i remember at one point in time we had some roaches we didn't have a lot of roaches um but we i killed a couple of roaches i killed a roach or two um but that i think but i i do remember that when we had those roaches that was the last year that we lived in the projects um uh, but it was never nothing like roaches in your food or nothing like that. It's just roach on the wall you knock them off the wall you no know, roach run across the floor you step on them you know that type of thing but this one kid and see his house oh i forgot to mention his house smelled too <laughs> his house smelled like trash so i mean it was bad so i mean you know it's just you ain't really want to go over there so um but yeah living in the projects was cool man it was fun i remember like i said we i think one of the things that i really enjoyed about living there was that one we didn't have a lot but it seemed like we had everything but we would just make we we always were good at 
making our own fun. And I'll give you case in point. Like I remember um, a couple of times we we get like this heavy rain in the summertime. It rained like at four o'clock and then probably by six o'clock it stopped raining and the sun's back out and it's hot again. And so, but you still have water coming down, you know, in through the sewers or whatever like that. We, <laughs> we would race what we call racing, racing sticks. So you get a popsicle stick, right? Breaking in half. I get one. I get one of my boy, Jonathan. And then, so we put the popsicle sticks in the stream of water that's running alongside the drain, well, running to, towards the drain down the street. Cause it was like on a little hill. And we literally would race stick. We put the sticks in the water and as the water is dry, I mean, of course you had to pick it. You had to pull it out of the water before it went down the drain, but that, that was kind of fun. We had, I mean, we would do things like, uh, I don't know. Well, we take this, we, we, there, there would be spider webs and stuff like that. We take ants. Sometimes like you get those really big, thick black ants. We take those black ants and throw them up into the spider web and let the spiders eat them and just watch. We used to do all kind of crazy, <laughs> all kind of crazy shit in the summertime because it was extremely hot. Uh, we take a magnifying glass and like let's say if you got a caterpillar on the on the ground, you take the magnifying glass and as the sun is beaming down, it's creating heat for the for the uh, for, through the magnifying glass, and you kind of set the um, in essence killed the caterpillar by. <laughs> overheating him um don't laugh we did stuff but just dumb shit we had a lot of fun so that was the first place that we lived um and i was in the fourth grade and then my parents bought a house um and the house was in a section of florence called ponderosa uh ironically ponderosa was only i probably said three minute drive from the projects like it wasn't far it still isn't far at right now because Mount Zion apartments are still there and the house in Ponderosa is still there. Um, and so we lived in that house from the time I was in the fourth grade until I was in the seventh grade. Um, and so it, we went from the transition of being in an apartment to being in a house and it was dope, man. It was dope. Uh, my brother and I, you know, in the apartment, we shared a room, and in the house we shared a room because my older my older cousin tammy came down from new jersey and she lived with us for a year and she graduated from high school uh in florence she graduated from uh, south florence high school but anyway long story short uh it was dope man having your own you know house you ha- i had my own yard you know i had I, I got a dog at one point um and the great thing about it was the school, the elementary school that I went to, which was the same school that I was going to when we lived in the projects. But my brother and I went to a school called McLaurin. McLaurin literally was down the street from my house. Like I literally, if you got, if you walked out of my front door, walked down the street, I don't know, two minutes, it's a two minute walk. When you cross, when you get to the end of the street, the school is right there. And so, like, I thought it was dope. So I didn't have to catch the bus to school anymore. Um, I literally could leave. If school started at 8 o'clock, I literally could leave my house at 7.55 and make it to school on time. Um, I never did. We we always went to school early. But um, but it was dope, man. I mean, we played, we played in the street. We played football in the street. 
this was the one neighborhood where I did have white friends who were neighbors um, on the street. Um, <laughs> was a couple of my neighbors that lived down the street. Uh, shout out to the Caraway Boys. Uh, there were three brothers, three white brothers, Chris, Alvin, and Johnny. I haven't seen these dudes in years, but they were always cool. They let you know we we they would come in my house. We would go in their house. Um, we always played together. Uh, Chris, I'm mean, excuse me. Johnny and I were the same age. Alvin and my brother. My brother's three years younger than me. I think Alvin and, and Damon were the same age. And then he had a younger brother named Chris who's like two years younger than. Him. Now Chris was the weirdo. Chris was cool as cool as hell. But Chris in the wintertime would be outside barefoot. I mean, 20, it would be 20 degrees. He'd be outside barefoot. And in the summertime, it'd be 100 degrees. He'd have on cowboy boots. I don't know why, but that was Chris. Um, but yeah, in the neighborhood, we play baseball. We play football. Um, we rode our bikes. We jumped ramps. <laughs> Shout out to King Jerm. Uh, we talked about jumping ramps on, a, on an episode of his podcast. Um and so we had a lot of fun, man. We 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 were able to do a lot. Um, we walked, we rode our bikes. Uh, there were stores that weren't. There was a store that wasn't that far away, so we ride our bikes to the store. Um, you know, you could go to people's houses. Um, and you know what's interesting was even when when we lived in Ponderosa. I mean, a lot of times we left our doors unlocked, like. <laughs> We never, I don't ever remember like going to school, locking the door. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was a fun time and it was, like I said, it was cool. It was cool because I was there with my parents and our older cousin, Tammy, and then me and my brother. And we had, you know, the, the, <laughs> the American dream life, if you will, until it wasn't. And then my parents got divorced when I was in seventh grade. And so my dad moved out. And so then we had to move. And then, and, and again, the school, I'd, I'd gone to elementary school at McLaurin, so that was dope. So I was going to middle school anyway. And so um, my mom, she did not sell the house. Uh, Dad moved out. And then so we moved on the other side of town, moved to the north side. Um, and I moved into an area called Spalding Heights. Um, <laughs> Spalding Heights. Uh, how can I describe Spalding? Spalding Heights was um for Florence. I'll say this: it probably upper middle class black people. Um, not bougie black people, but upper middle class. Some some wealthy. Some wealthy. We weren't wealthy. Um, we weren't poor. But we weren't wealthy either. Um, but yeah, I, I from seventh grade through high school. Uh, that's where I lived in my my uncle's house or my aunt's house, I should say. Um, it was me, my aunts, um, two of my aunts, my mom and my brother. And um, that experience there was crazy. I, I loved it, loved it every day. Um, our street was a very cool street. Um, everybody on our street, because our street was just like one street. Like there were, and there were other surrounding areas of Spalding Heights, but we had this one street. And um, <laughs> we we played basketball. I had like we got this huge driveway, so we played three on three in the driveway. Um, I mentioned before we had a pool. 
Um, <laughs> and so swimming, you know, we throw pool parties. When I got older, obviously in high school, we throw pool parties. We swim, summertime we swim just about every day. Uh, but the thing, thing that I used to love to do really was just play basketball with boys. Uh, my boys would come over and we, we lit summertime. We would hoop every day. Um, in my house, really, I'm gonna be honest. My house was kind of like the hangout house. Like it would be the place where, you know, kids could come over, play video games. We hang out and kick it in the den. We had a huge den. And, um, you know, my, my mom and them, they weren't, they weren't sweating the, the kids. So they cat, you know, it was, it was a place where kids could just come and just kick it and not really, you know, worry about being scrutinized by adults. So like, I'll give you an example. Like I remember one time we were playing ball and my uncle Ronnie rest in peace um, was standing outside, but nobody saw him and somebody missed the shot. Somebody got fouled or something like that. And they was like, man, I'm tired of this shit, man. You keep calling these motherfucking bullshit ass calls. And my uncle Ronnie was standing like right there. And then, they didn't see him in there. Like we all kind of looked like, oh snap, his uncle heard us. Heard him, heard him cussing. And man, my uncle stood there for a second. And then he just busted out laughing. And we just started laughing. So he's like, oh man, man, that's so funny, man. We, uh, uh, uncle Ronnie, man, we sorry for, for cussing. He was like, man, don't worry about that shit. He, was like, he didn't care. Um, but yeah, living in that house was dope. Um <laughs> I was, it's funny because I was, I was telling my son earlier or yesterday, uh, I was telling my youngest son, Brandon, about how we were uh, one of the few people I know that had two house phone lines in the house. And that was big because by the time I got to high school, it was me, my cousin Eric, and my brother in the house. So you got three teenage boys. And so, you know, we were all competing for the phone. So, like, if I got on the phone at 8 o'clock, you know, I'm talking to a girl. I'm talking to my girlfriend or talking to a girl. And then Eric, he might get a phone call. The phone call might come in. I got to click over and then let him talk to whoever he needs to talk to. Then Damon, he'd be on the phone. So, and but here's the thing. Like, the second the the second line in the house was a private number. And we couldn't give that out. Um but by the time I became a senior, I started giving it out because I was like, look, I can't I can't compete with these with my brother and my my cousin for the phone and my aunt because it was her phone. Um, and um, but yeah, we man, we had a we had a ball. We had spent a lot of time in my room, um, had my own room and I spent a lot of time in my room listening to hip hop, um, a lot of time in my room on the phone. I spent a lot of time in my room and then what was dope was uh the bathroom was right next to my room so like you know other than you know there'd be times where if, especially if i didn't feel like eating i wouldn't come <laughs> like i wouldn't come downstairs um but i love that and um the, the the interesting part the interesting thing is is that the house in ponderosa that i grew up with before we moved um as I mentioned earlier, my mom never sold a house. So my mom actually lives in that house now. Um, and then the house that I spent my high school years at, uh, my aunt and my cousin still live in that house. So the house is still there. So in essence, I have two homes to go to when I go to Florence. Um, but it was just, it was dope. I, I think, you know, I couldn't have had a better childhood. I, I think my childhood was filled with love, filled with fun. Um, 
we had, you know, some level of privilege, I will say. But we went to, you know, we 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 went places, and and you know, the thing about it is, Florence is a is a small enough place where everybody knows. If well, I I won't say everybody knows you, but you don't have to go far before somebody says, "Well, who who, who are your people?" <laughs> and I mean, you get asked that a lot. And so I would tell someone who my aunt was, or who my mom was, or who my uncle was, and they, "Oh, okay, I know your uncle. I went to school with him." Blah 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 blah, so forth and so on. Um, because like the high school that I went to and graduated from Wilson high school, my mom went to school there. My aunts went to school there. My uncles went to school there. So it's like a family thing. So if I had grown up, I mean, if I had, you know, lived in Florence or moved back to Florence after I graduated from high, from college, uh, my kids probably would have gone to school there too. So, um, but no, it, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I can't stress that enough. Um, did a lot, saw a lot, but ultimately we were able to be kids. And I think that's the thing that, um, you know, uh, German, excuse me, um, Baylor and Dolomite were kind of hinting at when they made the comment was that, you know, while you didn't grow, grow up in a glamorous place like LA, you were able to be a kid. You didn't have to worry about gangs. You didn't have to worry about nobody shooting at you or anything like that. You had to worry about no cops messing with you. And for the most part, all those things happened. Uh, I went to a, you know, predominantly middle, predominantly black middle school, predominantly black elementary school, predominantly black high school, and then a historically black college. So again, I wasn't around, you know, other than going to school and, you know, when you, when you're going out in public or whatever to the movies or um, the mall, of course you encounter white people, but for the most part, you know, I didn't really grow up around them. So I, I think that was, relatively speaking, abnormal for somebody growing up in the 80s and 90s. Um, and then as I got older, I think I got my license when I was 14. No, I got my permit at 14, started driving at 15. Um, you know, we would hang out at the mall, uh, Magnolia Mall, <laughs> um, record stores, shout out to Ray's, because uh, I would go hang out Ray's and buy records and tapes. Um the bowling alley, we go to the bowling alley. And the cool part about it is not only that I like I have my, my friends, you know, on, on my street, but my closest friends were all within like um probably a five minute walk. So my boy Jay Fresh lived around the corner, Zell lived down the street from Jay Fresh, Jay lived on the corner, uh Rudy lived across the street from uh, Jay Fresh. Um my boy Fred lived across the street from Zell. So like I have so my friends you know, outside of the friends that I had on my street, my friends, you know, were right there. My boy Tutu lived a house down from me. Uh, Joey and Ryan lived across the street. And these are still my friends to this day, right? And so, like, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I tell people all the time, like, even having a basketball goal in your yard, in your driveway, uh, you know, I couldn't even go out shoot and just practice because if, if I started dribbling the ball, do, do. Two minutes later, here comes Tutu. Three minutes later, here comes Ryan and Joey from across the street. So then next thing you know, we got a three on three in a minute, you know, because fellas are just coming through. And like Sunday afternoons in the summertime, those hoop sessions in my driveway were epic. <laughs> uh, legendary, if you will. Um, and then I mean, 
If you ask anybody from outside of town, the north side, they'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, very little supervision uh, for the most part. Yeah, and when I think about it, even when we lived in the projects, very little supervision. I mean, like we were able to get outside and move around, and once we got on our bikes, like relatively speaking, we could go a few miles away from the house. You know, as long as you were home, you know, you were home before the lights came on, you were good. You know, I mean, it's not like now. And I mean, we didn't have cell phones, or anything like that. So nobody, your parents just assumed that, you know, you'd be coming back home. They didn't. I mean, like, I I don't even think I've ever told my mom and dad, like some of the places we went, not that we went any place dangerous, but you're crossing over streets and you're riding on your bikes and stuff like that. And, you know, you're probably not as savvy and, you know, and, but we were never alone. Like I, I, there was never a time where I left my neighborhood, left the projects, by went somewhere by myself. That was something that you could not do, boy or girl. You could not leave. Somebody had to be with you. So you know, <laughs> if you was gonna kidnap me, you was gonna have to kidnap me and like four of the kids. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, growing up down south as a little black boy, man, it it was it was everything for me. Um, I marvel at the lives that my my children have lived but at the same time you know they they've lived a very privileged life um they definitely don't move around like i did uh and you know i can't really say it's been better uh because we we just had a lot of fun man we didn't but we didn't have this technology either they have this technology they walk around with their phones in their hands all day i mean you know we got it in on atari 2600 you know, we got it in on the board games and playing Uno and stuff like that. But, you know, we were at the best place that we could be outside because you know what was happening outside? Everything. So, yeah, we were going to play games like Roly Poly. Or we were going to play, you know, we were going to play three on three basketball. Or we were going to jump in the pool. I mean, like, <laughs> we always found, found ways to do different things. And we always found ways to have fun. And the one thing that I could never say about my childhood that I ever was, was bored. Never. Because we found a way to have fun. And that's what it was like growing up down south as a little black boy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you want to shoot us some money, hey, hit me up on Cash App, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-B-E-K-Y-L-E. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs.